Welcome back to Free Agent Fridays on The Andrew Haynes Show. In this series, we highlight the careers, accomplishments, and aspirations of all the free agents in the sports business world looking for work in the midst of COVID-19. In today's episode, Andrew sat down with several free agents to discuss their careers and where they hope to go in the future. But first, a word from our sponsor. What's going on, everybody? This is Nick Lawson from Squad Sports. We're really excited to be supporting the Free Agent Friday series. A lot of great talent out there. Without further ado, this is the next free agent you should be signing with your sports team. Hello, and we're back for another Free Agent Friday. Today, I have Kyle Mastelloni with me. Hello, Kyle. Hey, Andrew. How you doing today? Good, good. Thanks for joining me. Appreciate it. Um, let's kind of dive right in. Tell us about where you went to school, you know, your major and any internships that you did. Um, so I went to the, I went to the University of Miami, graduated with a major in sports administration and a triple minor in economics, marketing, and history. History kind of just got thrown <laughs> in there. It's a, it's a random one. Nice mix. <laughs> yeah. Very, di- very diverse academic, uh, very diverse academic background. But, um, some internships I did. So I was an intern at Burke Communications, a big PR firm in New York City while I was in school. And then also I was a partnerships intern for the Marlins and that led me straight into my first full-time job right out of school. So what, at what point did you decide you wanted to get into sports? Actually at a really young age. So at around sixth, seventh grade, I realized that I didn't have the natural gifts or the athletic capabilities to really get involved, get involved by actually playing. So I wanted to stay involved any way I possibly could. And I actually found out that sports administration or sports management was a major. And I was just like, whoa, I could actually study sports in school. So I just, I just jumped on that and started pursuing that and ended up down here in Miami. So what is kind of your dream job? Like, what would your ultimate goal be? Oof, that's a, that's a top, that's a good question, actually. But um, my, obviously, it's easy to say that a dream job would be to just be president of business operations at a big four sports team. But, but, um, but also a weird wild card place that I want to work that people don't normally say. I don't think I, I would love to work at the UFC. I'm just... I'm fascinated by their business. I actually don't miss a fight card. It's one of my favorite sports to watch on TV right now. Really? It's and it's growing rapidly. Rapidly growing. I love what they're doing during the pandemic. Fight Island is just nuts. But what it, when is that supposed to come about? July you know? 11th is July 11th. Okay. Nice. Well, they've got a great operation. I mean, that's a that's a big 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 uh, business and it's booming and it's international. So there's going to be a lot of opportunities there. And then there's some other ones as well. Um, not quite as known, but still some pretty big ones. So, um, what, um, so tell me about your first job. So you, well, your first, let's start with your internship. So with the Marlins, you were a partnerships, uh, intern. So tell us what you did with the Marlins. Um, yeah, so I was the only partnerships intern on staff. So they actually cut down from three to one the year the year that I came on. So it was it was pretty interesting to just get in, thrown to the fire. Um, I was 
I was assisting on both the sales and service side. So I was doing some prospecting, stuff like that for the sales side. And then on the activation side, I was, I was kind of manning up game day activation. So I was in charge of everything that went on on game day, whether it was, they had me there loading people in at 7am. They had me, um, they had me as the main point of contact for, for the marketing people and everybody that were actually running the promotions. So I got a lot of hands-on experience there that I was able to take into my first full-time role. Yeah. So tell me about that. So it, did you get that right when you graduated? I saw it was in May, 2019 with uh, Learfield. Yes. I actually started, I graduated on Friday. I started on Monday. Wow. That doesn't happen often. <laughs> no time off, just straight in. So you went to the University of Miami as well, right? Yes. So, and you were fortunate enough to then work at the, the property. So what was your role, you know, as coordinator of partnership services? What kind of stuff did you work on um, there with Learfield? Um, so, so I worked on pretty much a plethora of things since we had... 80 plus partners for and two service people myself and my manager so so yeah, a little we, bit of work there make sure just, you don't drop the ball <laughs> just just a little bit so so i was so i was on i was working mostly on the number one mostly is a weird thing to say because i was doing a little bit of everything but but my main role was more so on the operation side making sure everything actually happens and runs in the stadium managing POPs and the and the game day and our game day assistants and stuff like that what did you guys use any kind of software or anything like that is there a CRM program that you're familiar with or any other technology um Learfield IMG College actually has their own CRM service called um called Live 365 okay. so I got I got used to using that. It's similar to it's similar to Core. Okay. Because the IM, IMG side used Core, Learfield side used their own service, L365. So we kind of it's all merging together. together. Which what was Miami? Was that Learfield or IMG before? It was a legacy Learfield school. Okay. Uh, what kind of what are the biggest skills that you you know will bring to your next job? Well, I'm. I'm a, I'm a grinder. I mean, if you look at my, if you look at my resume, I was constantly doing stuff while I was in school, whether it was selling 50, 50 raffle tickets, whether it was selling 50, 50 raffle tickets, running student sections, I was trying to do as much as I possibly could to learn and gain experience. And I'm still learning every day. Like you could, you could attest to my former employers. They, they would say, they would say that as well to where from where I started, last May to where I am now, I've grown, I've grown exponentially. I'm learning something new every day and just always trying to get better. I mean, that's the key. I mean, I'm, I'm 41 and I am still trying to learn every day that I can as well. So trying to keep up with you young, smart guys. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, what's the biggest area you think you need to um, work on? Um, so I would say my biggest weakness is probably Sometimes it, it can be viewed as a, but sometimes I just try to take on a little too much, do a little too much without asking questions, just try to go and 
do it. And sometimes, obviously, in that case, things can go things can go wrong sometimes. So yep. I'm just trying to learn to dial it back, think about it, ask a few questions, and go from there. Be more strategic. Um, all right. What is your? I know we kind of talked about your kind of dream type job, but like what? What kind of position are you looking for now? Do you um, want to stay in the partnership side of things and any specific location or area? Yeah, I'm looking to stay. I'm looking to stay in the partnership side of things, either sales activation or even brand marketing. Um, right now, the two places, my preferences, I would, I would go anywhere to be honest, but wherever the opportunity lies, but my preferences would be my two bases of New York and Miami. Yeah. But obviously I said, I mean, I said a dream job that's in Vegas, so I'm, I'm willing to go anywhere. Right. Gotcha. No, I mean, it's, and, and in this climate, it's kind of, you know, when things start opening up, I think there's going to be a bunch of opportunities out there. So it's just finding that right there. I mean, South Florida is great. I lived in Southwest Florida and I lived in central Florida for years. So, um, I would, I would love to live down in South Florida as well. So when you find something, let me know so I can come down to. <laughs> Usually a whole lot of opportunity down here, but right now with the pandemic, yeah. not as much as usual. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely uh, tough. So what, um, what would separate you from some other candidates? Do you think? Um, I would say just compared to the, compared to the people my age, the experience that I've gained so far, because what I, what I see typically is a lot of people, I, I hate to be super competitive and compare myself, but a lot of people don't normally have the sheer amount of experience that I've gained over while I was in school. So I think that separates me. And also just what we talked about earlier to where I'm, I'm just a grinder. I'll, yeah. I'll work my ass. I'll work my butt off. I'll, yeah. come in. I'll come in. It's cool to say ass. You can work your ass off, man. It's good. <laughs> you got I'll, to. I'll be, I'll be the first one in last one out. I'll work the 12 hour days. I'll do, yeah. I'll do anything it takes. So what's uh, give me some fun facts here about yourself. Um, so, so fun fact is I love, I love traveling. And if you see all of these scarves right behind me, I have a scarf for every single country that i've been to wow how many countries have you been to do you um, know offhand or i i don't know the number offhand it is it is 20 plus looking at all these scarves i have around me right now but nice my favorite my favorite trip was probably i i want to go back as an adult um i went when i was around 14 so i feel like i didn't necessarily get the full experience of it is australia new zealand and fiji Okay. Yeah, that would be a nice place to go to. It's a long flight though. Oh my God. It was, I hate to fly. So some of those, I'm like, man, I don't know if I could go there. It's like, wow. It, it was nuts. I had a, I had a seven hour layover in LA too. So that just made it even worse. Wow. So that was probably 24 hours plus then. Yeah. So are you, are those soccer scarves or are they just scarves for countries? I can't really see what they they're, say. They're soccer scarves. So depending on, depending on if a country has a big or city has a big club or not, I would buy the, I would buy the soccer team scarf, but okay. if, it's, if it's more so just 
not really big clubs, just the country. I would buy the country scarf. So I have a Finland there. I have a Napoli. I have an Ajax Amsterdam, PSG. Are you a soccer fan or what is your favorite sport? Um, my, fa- my favorite sport is football, American football. Okay. But um, I, I, am, I am a big soccer fan. It is, it's fun to wake up in the morning and have something to watch immediately. Yeah, 7 a.m. games. <laughs> yeah. How about uh, what are your favorite teams? Um, so I grew up in New York. I'm, Knicks? I'm the very traditional Giants, Knicks, Yankees. Rangers? Um, Rangers and New York City FC, my Family, my family had season tickets for them since the inaugural season, so I've, oh, nice. I've been getting into that. Well, no, I appreciate your time today. I mean, I think you definitely have a good background. You're hungry, so I definitely uh, feel you're going to get that opportunity. Hopefully, we can help get you some more exposure and uh, see you back in the, the game soon. Sounds good, Matt. Thank you. Hello, we are back for another Free Agent Friday. Today, I've got Kyle Couples with me. Welcome to the show, Kyle. Hey, thanks for having me, Andrew. (laughs) Yeah, hey, I'm glad uh, we were able to finally connect. Uh, Let's jump kind of right into it. Tell us about your school, where you went to school, your degrees, and any internships that you had. Okay, so I got my, I went for undergrad, I went to Mississippi State, and then I did, um, sports management there, a bit of focus in kinesiology, and then decided to come up to Nashville, where I currently am, to Belmont University. I got my master's in sports administration. Um, through my internships at Mississippi State, I worked, I was an equipment manager for the football team. I went to the Atlanta Falcons to do equipment one, uh, like going into my senior year. I've done internships for Vanderbilt football and the National Sounds and Tennessee Titans and the Nashville Soccer Club, which at that time they were an amateur team and now they're the new MLS team, which was oh, yeah. really cool to see that process build and just that team just grow and grow. It's always cool to kind of be there from the beginning, you know, the beginning stages and see somebody, especially that transition, because that's an awesome one. So they've yeah. had some great success. Like what, when did you decide you wanted to get into sports? Like at what point? I mean, was this something you've known for a while or you know, in college? I knew probably my junior year of college because I originally went to school that shocks everybody. I originally went for theater. I wanted okay. to move out to LA. I wanted to work on movie sets. Um, I actually did a few internships down in Louisiana and some, some shots here in, in, uh, down in Mississippi as well. And just, I just couldn't do the, the brutal hours that come with constantly working and we thought sports hours were bad i mean movies are really bad yeah it's really bad and um i just never really thought about it i've always loved sports and my dad kind of like pushed my hand to be equipment manager at mississippi state because they'd offer they pay for my books and then they paid for rent my second and then it was a full ride after that and then i was just so involved with mississippi state athletics and I was just like, why don't I just do this? Like, I'm, I like doing it. I, I like being around the players. I like being around people who love sports and are passionate like me. So why don't I just do that? So that was uh, junior in college. That was a big turning point. So when you got out of college, um, where'd you end up? 
I stayed in Nashville. Okay. And I took on uh, just a bunch of odd jobs. Um, it was frustrating to see a lot of people that I graduated with. They went off and got ticket sales jobs and, and, and everything. But I, I knew what I wanted to do, which was do marketing or community relations. I, I knew sometimes you have to get out of the world of sports to get back in it. Yep. And so I would take, I would work full-time jobs, but I would also do internships elsewhere. I actually just became um, a head lacrosse coach for a high school oh, nice. here for about, I've been doing that for about 18 months too. Okay. Um, just cause I just can't step away from the game, but it's tough, I, man. <laughs> it, it really is played for 14 years, went and played in college, loved every second of it. Nice. But I just wanted to get out and then maybe get back in. Cause that's the best advice people kept telling me is don't be frustrated because nothing's opening right now. Yeah. It's always, it's always tough. Um, so, you know, with your internships, you were, you know, kind of on the op side, the football op side. And so your last position with the, was with the Titans in, um, community relations. Is that more of the route you prefer as the community relations and, and creative marketing side or, um, are you still looking for anything on the, the operational side as well? I'm more looking forward to uh, community impact and marketing just so I can use uh, my creativity to help a team out. I mean, I, I love doing the player operation stuff. Like I don't get me wrong. I haven't turned it away, right. but I'd, I'd much rather see like my skill sets help um, community impact and relations. So what's kind of your dream job then? My dream job is to be, uh, I guess, a manager of some sort for the U.S. soccer up in Chicago. Okay. Maybe do maybe do fan relations, um, something along that. I've I've always loved soccer. Um, it's not usually popular down here in the South, but I, I stick with it, and I'll I'll go to battle for it's, it. It's it's growing though. I mean, it especially where you're at in Nashville. I mean, that's it's really taken off just in what two three years. I mean, it's yeah. it's only been a few years. Um, so your ideal job is, is that, um, what would you say is your biggest strength that you would bring to a position? My biggest strength would probably be my leadership skills. And I was introduced to that at a very young age. I was, when I was 17, my family moved from Atlanta, Georgia to Madison, Mississippi. And I was obviously playing lacrosse at the time and there were zero teams in Mississippi. And I was really down on it. My dad took a job and he was just like, why don't you just make the most of this opportunity? Why don't you like start one? And it kind of, I kind of had a little help because he was the athletic director at the new school. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I went around recruiting and I was the head coach when I was 17 years old and I was a junior and I was bossing like six or seven seniors around, like telling them to get on the line and yelling them for missing <laughs> weights and trying to recruit people to come. Were you, so, were you really coaching too? Like, yeah, I was, was there a I was coach or that nobody know how to coach? My dad was like the supervisor. Like <laughs> when we would go play games, my dad would introduce himself as the coach and he'd shake the hand. Cause you have wow. to have a right, yeah. somebody on the bench. But at halftime it was me yelling. I was up, I played defense. I was up at the top when we were on offense. I was yelling everything. Wow, that's cool. So it was, it was, uh, it was an interesting experience, especially when I was like 17 and 18. Yeah. Just be throwing into that. Well too, I think team sports, um, help people develop some great skills that translate well into, you know, the office setting, you know, that, that competitiveness and, you know, the teamwork aspect of it. So that's really cool. 
So your your biggest uh, strength, okay, we got that. How about um, on the flip side, a weakness for you? A weakness, probably public speaking. And I do this with every I, – I noticed it when I was with the Titans. For every internship or job I have, like I take like two or three weeks to like settle in. I'm never myself right out the gate. <laughs> I always like like to read the room and like see how people's personalities clash and who's got who's – is the one who's the leader and who's dominant. And I just kind of just sit back and sometimes um, that is good, but sometimes it's not. And I feel like I just need to be myself from the start. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think too, it's when you get into a new environment, everybody's kind of sizing everybody up, you know, a little bit. So yeah, yeah, I could see that. Why would someone want to hire you, you know, over uh, other candidates? I just feel like my experiences, I mean, I've done, I've done ticketing, I've done community impact, I've <coughs> done mar- marketing, I've, I've helped with the corporate side of sales, I've done player operations, I've done equipment operations, I've, I've turned down full-time roles in sports for, for teams because I wanted to learn more. I wanted to make sure, I wanted to hit off every single department to try to see where I best fit. And uh, I've had some interesting conversations with my mom and dad about that, but that, that's <laughs> what I wanted to do. I wanted to make sure if I was going to be in the world of sports, where do I see fit? And if I, that's why it took me forever. And I just did internship after internship. And then to go back on it, my leadership skills, um, being a head lacrosse coach, I'm 27 years old and that's pretty rare to be a head coach at the high school level in the state of Tennessee. And, um, so I feel like that would be uh, the reason why someone would want to hire me. Are you open to relocate or are you pretty much in the stuck in the Nashville area? I will go anywhere. I'll go anywhere. I'll go overseas. I don't care. I will go anywhere <laughs> for the right opportunity. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So tell me a little bit about some of the stuff you did with the Tennessee Titans, you know, while you were, um, a community relations assistant, what kind of projects were you working on there? So I helped out with our youth football. Uh, I helped out with our youth football manager. He would oversee everything and I would just kind of like fill in the gaps. We have our coach of the week program, game of the week. We really want to get high school football involved and just show that like we care. So we pick games across the state and I would be in constant contact with them. And then we set up um, a voting system where we vote like the schools can vote for like a which, top team of the week or whatever. Yeah. Who should we go to for where, where should the Tennessee Titans go to for the game of the week? And they would vote and whoever had the most, we would go to and whoever won that game was like the team of the week and the coach of the week. Um, and then I helped out with our youth football camp structures. Unfortunately due to COVID, we were not allowed to, run them properly, but I'm hoping next year the ideas that I shared and helped, they'll, they'll still use it, even though I won't be there, um, just to restructure completely the youth program and, and have us run it ourselves. And I remember getting on the phone, I contacted about 15 or 16 different other community relations teams in the NFL, saying, and we just bounced ideas off of each other. And that was really interesting. And then my favorite thing that I did was I helped out on uh, Tuesdays. I would help out the mascot for uh, his school visits. And he had like this like Jeopardy game show about play, 
fuel up to play 60 and it was awesome. And we, we would get football players there and they would just feed off the kids. And it was like fifth grade through eighth grade. And it was just really enjoyable to see like, like the first week Derrick Henry came and he came out and like the entire place went nuts. And it's just nice to see that they view him that way and they view the Titans that way. And we are in a special position in the world of sports to bring that joy and that relief to people. So in your um, career with these teams and internships, have you had to put the mascot on before? No, I what? didn't. I Come really wanted on, to. man. Even I put the mascot on and I've owned I, teams. <laughs> I wanted to listen. I wanted to so bad for the Titans and like anybody would tell, like, I oh, they probably to wouldn't let anybody touch that thing, huh? No, nobody. <laughs> I was like, just let me do it for like just one, like for like 20 minutes. Just let me put it on. <laughs> and then when I was with the Nashville Sounds, um, I, you weren't allowed to touch the mascot there either. Oh, but we had funny. like these country legend racers, yeah, like Dolly Parton and Johnny Cash and George yeah. Jones and all that. And I was going to be one, but I couldn't fit into the, the suit. My my shoulders were too broad, and I'm actually thankful for that because I didn't want to be in that suit running around like the oh yeah park. The exterior. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, do that here in Fredericksburg. I, it was it's a great idea, and it, it was fantastic, and everybody loved it. And I'm very blessed that my shoulders were broad enough that I didn't have to sweat for a constant hour in that thing. Yeah. No, nah, it's always fun. What else? I mean, you, I mean, you mentioned to the word community a few times and I saw all the volunteer stuff that you've done. Like, what does like that mean to you? Like, you know, the community side of things and being involved and, and anything special that you, you know, any projects that you worked on that um, you want to highlight? Yeah. So just at a young age, um, I was always around my dad and he's been an athletic director for 35 years. He was a bas- women's basketball coach. I'd go to practices and I was like really little and I just saw the impact that he had on people's lives. And it was just didn't really hit me until high school when like we would just go out to a restaurant and this older gentleman would come up to my dad and be like, coach couples. And then like, he would just turn to me and I'm like 15 or, 16 at the time he's just listing all these incredible things that my dad did for him and so that is why i want to do community impact because sports it brings people together it's something yeah and and during this process that we're all going through right now i feel like it's bringing us closer together and that we are just trying to figure it out so we can get back to things that we love and um as far as volunteer experience i um, when I was in college, I went to the Humane Society a lot, and I would I would foster dogs. Uh, just love animals. Man. <laughs> I wish uh, I wish my uh, place would allow animals because I would have like three or four of them. <laughs> but um, oh man, that's a lot of work. Love, but... Yeah, I just love dogs, man. <laughs> uh, that's cool. And, yeah, and then um, that's basically it on uh, volunteer. I, I tried. I started out as a volunteer lacrosse coach when I first moved to Nashville. I did it at a private school. I was like, I, I work for free and they're like, good because we can't afford They gave me a sweatshirt and a t-shirt. And I mean, we, this program was just trying to get started and we wake up at like 5 a.m. to practice because lacrosse couldn't practice on the field. Right. It's yeah, the only field time. I, it's only field time and I lived about 45 minutes away at the time and I was just constantly 
driving every morning and just waking up and just doing that extra things. And I, I did question like, why am I doing this? And like, I'm not yeah. getting paid, but I mean, I really enjoyed it. When you love it, it's yeah. It's, yeah. And that's then why you led, do it. It led to the head job at Franklin. So give us a fun fact about you personally. Fun fact about me. Um, I was born on the 4th of July. Nice. And I have a brother named Sam. So my kids will have an uncle Sam. And I was born on the fourth. <laughs> I Can't like get it. more American than that. I like it. I like it. Well, Kyle, thanks for joining me. Uh, let's, let's keep in touch. I appreciate it, Andrew. Thank you so much for having me. Right, we're back again for another free agent Friday. Today, I've got Kyle Breitzman with me. Thanks for uh, joining me, Kyle. Thank you, Andrew. Really appreciate you having me on here. Yeah, let's dive right in. So tell us where uh, you went to school, um, what you majored in, and any internships that you had. Okay. Um, I actually went to Milwaukee Area Technical College here in Wisconsin, uh, Milwaukee. Um, for my major, I did marketing management. Uh, for an internship, I actually interned as a contractor through Northwestern Mutual for a company called Aaron Solutions. Um, that is, they're headquartered in Illinois, but we work with different businesses throughout the Milwaukee area. So at what point did you want to get into sports? Sports. Um, I've always been an average uh, sports fan. I've always liked um, the Bucks, uh, Brewers, any sports team. Um, if you didn't see on my resume, I actually worked for the Milwaukee Bucks um, yeah, as a brand that. ambassador um, for the um, MATC, Milwaukee Area Technical College. So what kind of stuff did you do when you were with the Bucks in that role? Um, as a brand ambassador, I went to um, the school and I promoted all the different things uh, that the Bucks had. So we had a program called um, Student Rush which was giving our students a benefit to go to Bucks games for only 15 bucks um, instead nice. of paying the you right. know, expensive <laughs> price. <laughs> so, no, that's pretty cool. How long did you do that for? I did that for one semester um, okay. for my college, um, but I had to end because it was a student position. So, um, you know, what is kind of your goal job, you know, now? And then what is your dream job? Okay. Um, my goal job is to work with either um, with sports or a company by, um, you know, growing within the company. Um, I mean, I'm still new to the um, business world because I just graduated this past December. Um, but I'm looking for any opportunity that comes my way that I'm learning to grow and, you know, strengthen my career um, for the future so I can, you know, move on. And kind of, you want to stay in the marketing, um, marketing side of and things? sales, yep. and sales yep. as well. Mm -hmm. Do, have you done any, um, sales up to this point? Um, I actually did. Um, I worked for Foxconn, um, okay. here in, in Milwaukee. I did some sales with them by looking at starting up businesses around, um, not just only here in Milwaukee, but, um, anywhere in the United States by having them, <coughs> Um, come up with a deal so that we can bring them to uh, Milwaukee and manufacture their products for them. Okay. What 
um, do you think is kind of your biggest asset that you bring to the new company? Um, leadership. Um, I'm a very hard worker. I'm up for any challenge um, that is given to me. Um, if there's something that needs to, that I don't understand, or I will obviously ask for somebody's help, but I always look at a business and teamwork is the best thing to, you know, do in a business. If you can do it by yourself, it's great. But with a team, you can accomplish a lot of things to get done. Now with your next role, are you looking for something just in like the Milwaukee area? Are you open to relocate any geographical area in particular? Um, I am actually looking at um, Illinois. <laughs> okay. Um, I really like Chicago. Um, I like the opportunities that are there, but I'm also open to anything else. Um, I actually um, have been born or raised in the Midwest. I wasn't born in the Midwest. I was actually adopted from Russia, okay. um, which is kind of cool. Um, but I've always lived here in uh, Wisconsin and I just want to, you know, have a different scenery and see what other opportunities are around, you know, here or Illinois and so forth. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. I mean, you know, just living in, you know, the South, um, the East coast, Midwest for myself, it's like, it's pretty cool to see the different areas and how, I mean, things are different in every market. Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not cookie cutter. That's for sure. No. So how, um, what would you say is one of your weaknesses, something that you have to work on? Weaknesses, I would say, um, I would say getting pro um, projects done in a way. I mean, I have to kind of look them over a little bit more and, you know, then I can send them. I kind of get them done a little bit too quick and I need to, you know, process and look it over before I send it. And it's getting better throughout, you know, with practicing over during uh, COVID. I've been doing a lot of certif certifications on LinkedIn, so it's been building oh, my nice. um, resume up a little bit more. Yeah. I think it's important to continue to educate yourself and, you know, just learn as much as you can, you know, it's constantly, I'm 41, constantly want to learn and, and get better. So mm -hmm. what do you think would, um, well, let's go back to this. Like how would you define success? Success? I would define it by, um, again, being a hard worker and accomplishing those goals, learning different platforms, um, no matter how hard it is. I mean, success is always brought on in different ways by um, learning um, either from a mentor, also in yourself with spare time by either reading a book that's in your field, teaching someone else to have them be successful in wherever they're going. Um, but success is in many ways. I think the most important is um, going after a goal and accomplishing it um, and making something happen out of it, not only for you personally, but also for the company or team. Tell me about, um, it looks like you, you're involved in the community too. Like what kind of volunteer stuff do you do and, and what kind of pushes you there? So I've done a lot of volunteering. Um, I, the reason why I do a lot of volunteering is because I always love to give back to the community. Um, I know I have that time and it's good for everyone to give back to the community, no matter what it is. Um, but I've done a lot with Village of Manor Park here in uh, West Dallas, Wisconsin. I do uh, bingo <laughs> for them. If they win, they get a quarter and a tissue, <laughs> um, which is kind of cool. Um, 
what else? I work a lot within my parish. Um, I am the usher coordinator at our church. I am also the youth or youth group coordinator for our church. Um, and I just love, um, you know, you have that time for work, but you also have that spare time that you need to give back. And, you know, it's again with success is showing these older, younger people how to, you know, come up with strategies to make them successful and wherever they're going from either the younger age to the elderly. So I always love giving back to the community. Yeah, it's uh, for me, I really like seeing and I encourage our staff always to uh, get involved, get involved in the mm-hmm. community. Don't sit around. Um, definitely give back to the communities that we live in. How about um, did you ever did you play any sports at all or were you involved with any sports growing up? Um, I did track and cross country in high school. Um, I also am a very I love snowboarding. I actually oh, nice. am a snowboard coach. Um, at the Rock Sports Complex in Franklin, Wisconsin. I was offered to be a trainer this year, so that's a very high role um, for me. And I was actually recognized as the top trainer, which I was really um, happy about. But um, it kind of, the thing with sports um, that I also think is awesome, it gives you time to you know relax, like with snowboarding, is to kind of get your mind off of things a little bit. And that's what I do with snowboarding. It's still a work, you know, by teaching students from a different age, um, age ranges, but it's also a good time to, you know, hang out with friends and, you know, just relax. <laughs> I didn't even know the rock had that kind of stuff. So that's kind of yes. cool. I mean, I've, it's I've, actually on a landfill. <laughs> okay. I mean, I know I've, I've seen the website and, you know, just from knowing, um, the guys over there with the Milwaukee wave and being involved in that, that's their, uh, part of their thing, right? Mm-hmm. M- yep. MKE. So oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. I've, I haven't been snowboarding since I was uh, a kid, man. And I had a blast. <laughs> I want to try fun. to get my son out there. He's 16 now. So, uh, but no, that's cool. I didn't, now I know that I didn't know Milwaukee had that. So mm-hmm. um, how about any um, fun facts, you know, about you personally? Fun facts. Um, I would say that, I mean, a lot of people don't know I'm actually adopted from Russia, so that's a really cool fact. Um, do you do you speak Russian as well? I do not speak okay. Russian. I wish I did. <laughs> I wish I did, but I um, I actually came over when I was one. Um, okay. So, but um, that's a cool fact. Uh, what else? Um, I am very. I really love talking to people. Um, I've always been a talker throughout my you know career. I love going to, I would say with business, I love going to uh, TED Talks or, you know, career fairs by kind of going to hear their story and learn from that. So it benefits me in the future. Um, A thing also, we can go back to um, another fun fact. Um, Again, I like being part of the community. I actually am a job coach at my college by teaching our college students how to be successful by building resumes, cover letters, dress to impress, and some of these college kids um, they, with a technical college, they don't understand or know, you know, how to really do this. And seeing a young professional like myself, you know, going after and teaching these kids, I mean, changes their life and they love it. So that's another thing I actually forgot to tell you, but I do job coaching at um, for volunteering as well. No, that's, that's great. And, you know, especially, you know, um, 
you know, these kids coming out of school, they really, they, they need the guidance. So, mm-hmm. you know, that goes back to kind of what you said with your leadership, you know, coaching, you know, I always like to point out athletes. It's, you know, I think being, being on a team of some sort is always uh, a good asset and uh, mm-hmm. trait to have. So um, no, I appreciate you, you joining me. I think um, you've got, uh, you know, a great opportunity in front of you. So hopefully we can help get you some exposure, get you um, that next gig, maybe in the Chicago yeah. area and uh, or wherever, but uh, <laughs> you know, hopefully this, the, the platform has been, been helping some people so hopefully we can continue to do that and just appreciate you joining me yeah thank you for having me on i really like that you're doing this um for people it really um builds awareness and it really you know helps people understand that you're not alone i've figured this out in COVID 19 that a lot of people are struggling with finding a job no matter if you're my age being 24 to an age um, 50 or older yeah you get this point where you're very not there and like hearing like somebody else's voice or even doing certifications. I mean, it builds you up and that's the thing that's going keeping me going forward. Yeah. And the, the thing that I really noticed is like, look, it's not anyone's fault that there, it's mm-hmm. not like all these people are laid off due to um, lack of performance or lack of yep. um, effort or, or anything. So it's totally outside of everyone's control. And that's why I want to give back in that way to try to help as well as many people as we can. So, I mean, we've already done, I want to say a dozen uh, of these and we might have another, you know, half dozen to dozen more okay. this week. Cause I have a lot, lined up so i'm gonna keep pushing as hard as i can within my schedule and get through everyone so i appreciate you again coming on and we'll stay in touch thank you andrew thank you and i wish the full success for you as well all right we're back for another free agent friday today i've got ben rivera with me thanks for joining me ben thanks for having me so let's jump in uh Start off with where you went to college, your major, and then um, just dive right into any internships that you've had. Okay, so um, I went to school in Springfield College in Springfield, Massachusetts. My major was um, sports journalism slash communications, and I also had a, I double minored in sports analytics and English. And um, pretty much during my whole collegiate career, I've actually had an internship. I think the second semester of my freshman year is when I first started. Um, I started with um, a small newspaper in Northampton, Massachusetts called the Daily Hampshire Gazette. Um, I was their sports intern, so they sent me all across um, Hampshire County covering any sports from boys so- or men's soccer to women's field hockey to volleyball, swimming, pretty much any sport out there, you name it, I covered it for them. Um, from there, I w- um, I've been with uh hl hockey team the springfield thunderbirds um the necbl it's a collegiate baseball league i worked for the valley blue Sox. um i was part of a startup team for the inaugural season for um the springfield sting which was an aba basketball team and i just recently completed my internship with orlando magic nice i the one thing that stuck out on your resume is that you were very active with internships so like while you were in school you didn't wait until you, you had to do that one mandatory one. It looks like you were out there trying to gain real world experience, which when I look for people, I, I really look at what, especially right out of school, what, what internships did you do? So 
I thought that was um, really good to see that you have a good background in that. Like what made you want to get into sports to begin with? I mean, every growing up, I love sports. I played basketball, baseball, and football. And I, I mean, it didn't take, it wasn't rocket science for me to find out I wasn't good at any of them. <laughs> that didn't mean I wanted to necessarily get out of them. I still played in high school. I, I was definitely the bench coach. I was plugging in to my coach's ear what I thought we should do. So I was like, all right, well, I just need my voice heard. So that's, that's what made me get into um, communications and journalism. And I just really just wanted to be around sports. My like whole life was just revolving around sports. So I thought it was a perfect gig for me. Um, started writing articles with Mass Live and all my internships. And I just knew it was the place I wanted to be. And then um, the last year with the Magic solidified that for me. And now um, when I was working in sports and now not having a job anymore, internship anymore, it made me realize like how eager and hungry I am to get back into it. Yeah. So, so talk a little bit about your um, magic internship. What kind of stuff were you working on there? So I was the radio intern. So pretty much anything you heard over um, the radio in the Orlando area and so on and so forth, I had some tie with it. I assisted the um, producer with everything we did. I made commercials um, during games. I helped him with um, away live broadcast, cutting highlights, cutting interviews. And for home games, I was actually the locker room correspondent. So I was in the locker room getting sound bites for our radio show. That had to be a cool experience. Oh, I mean, that was, <laughs> listen, I mean, when Los Angeles came into town and then I asked LeBron James a question, I think right there, like, wow, I'm already on cloud nine and then I was, I'm done. I'm retired. I just got started, but I'm ready to retire. <laughs> I got the picture and everything. It's going to be a big wall, like a poster in my wall. Once I get another apartment and, tell nice. him, like, and then just like, the ups and downs of the season truly is what actually made me um like because um all the, even though the NBA season is just resuming right now I would like I wouldn't change anything about it like even with um how COVID pretty much stopped all the in person and everything games but um because I mean during my internship experience I experienced David Stern's death Kobe Bryant's death um and then obviously COVID so it's all the experience I like. I, I didn't know what I was getting into when I signed up for it pretty much. Yeah, no, that's cool. I, I lived in Orlando for a while. So, um, it's, uh, they have a good organization there too. And the NBA in general, I'm a big fan of. So just, I would have been like, Oh, this is cool. Um, no, yeah, for sure. Trust me. Every, it was a dream job for sure. So are you still located in central Florida now or are you back up in the Northeast? Right now I'm still in central Florida. Um, okay. looking for a, I'm pretty much open to any relocation because um, right now I, I'm just here until my lease ends pretty much, to be honest. Right. What um, is your ideal job that you're looking for right now? Right now, I'm definitely looking to get with any sports team because I love all sports. I love the NFL. I love the NHL, MLB, yeah. NBA, soccer, MLS. But I definitely want to be because um, I've experienced both working for a team and covering a team. Yeah. And I like working for a team a lot better. I like knowing the inside confidential information. Yeah. Opposed to covering and getting spoon fed what. Right, exactly. The, the narrative. <laughs> so I definitely want to be on the public relations, communication side of things. And I think that's where my calling is, to be honest. How about minor league? Any interest in that or just major league stuff? Okay. No. I love sports and sports is sports to me. I yeah. mean, honestly, 
one of my most unforgettable like experiences was with the ABA startup team. And that was just local dudes playing yeah. for $20 a game. Still amazing talent though. Some of those guys, it's it, crazy. No, it really is. Yeah. Seeing like, seeing what dudes can do. And then they're just, like, they'll call themselves washed up athletes and come out here dunking a ball. It's crazy. <laughs> so what would you say is, um, you know, your biggest asset? I'm definitely a role player and I understand my role and I'll like, everyone knows what a role player is supposed to do. You're supposed to do your job and do it well. And I'm open to like learning more. I'll, I'll watch from a distance as someone higher up is killing their job. I'll learn from them just by watching. And then eventually I'm going to exceed my role and then just beg for more. And then how about on the weakness side? What do you need to work on most? Sometimes I would say I'm, I would say I'm so much of a perfectionist that like small, like if I know something's wrong and it's such a small detail, like I'll keep trying to work out the kink and then half the time my manager or my boss will be like, dude, it's fine. Like just, just get it over with. It's not that big of a deal, but it'll still bother me. Like say, um, say if I can hear something wrong with my broadcast and the normal listener won't hear it, it's still going to take me off and I, I have to find a way to fix it. It's a, you know, it could be a weakness, could be an asset too, you know, just as long as it doesn't take away too much from uh, what you're trying to do. Um, how about, um, what would be kind of your dream job? You know, like, so like 10, 20, 30 years, like what's that, that goal you're trying to reach if you have one? I would say my dream job would be working for an MBA team in the communications office, but being the head of the communications office. So being nice. a dude that everyone wants to reach out to and then me making all the decisions, whether what gets leaked, who, um, what player can talk, all that. I'd, I'd like to be in charge. So are you from being from up North? It looks like new England. Are you a Celtics fan? Is that kind of, are those your teams? I'm a huge Celtics fan, but right now, even though my contract ended with the Magic, I'm rooting for the Magic this season. And the next season, I'm going to go back to being a Celtics fan. And the Magic, because they're they were in the playoff hunt, right? Weren't they in that eighth they're, or ninth seat? So they were in the eighth seat, and they're actually, I believe, they're going to make the playoffs. They they should just um, secure that eighth seed. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to be rooting for them. I mean, there was a time, there was a period in the season where I thought the Celtics and the Magic were going to be lined up playing in the playoffs. So oh, that man. would have been that would have really <laughs> tore you up. Huh? <laughs> I remember my manager even told me, he's like, who are you rooting for? I was like, well, I'm rooting for whoever's paying me then. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Stick with where you're working, man. Stick with where you're working. Any other game you root for them? No, that's cool. I'm a big NBA fan too. So are you um, all New England? So, I mean, Patriots and everything New England. So, I mean, are you going to root oh. for the Bucks at all? Because Brady's down there now and Gronk. How do you feel yeah. about that? I'm definitely secretly rooting for the Bucks, but now that the Patriots signed Cam Newton, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm trying, I'm trying to buy in. I know it's all far fetched, but I'm trying to buy in. I'm getting a little hyped now. Well, how about um, a fun fact about yourself? A fun. That's a great question. Um, Something that we, nobody would know, really, or not a lot of people would know. I personally enjoy receiving critiques better than I, or more than I do, um, compliments. Okay. So I'd rather have my manager tell me what I can do to, um, fix my anything 
yeah. to do better. You know what I mean? I'd rather keep improving on my content and keep improving on my work than receive a compliment saying, oh, all right, you did a good job. Because then if you tell me I did a good job, I'm like, all right, so is this like the best you want? Like, because I, I like being pushed. Yeah. So in with your communications and media and everything, I mean, do you prefer to be like, would you like to be on that play-by-play t- type team and or doing color? Or are you more um, on the communications, just like press releases, um, general stuff like that? What area are you looking for? See, in the beginning of my career, I thought I would do color commentary. I really like doing it. I still enjoy it. But I definitely want to be the man behind the scenes. So, like, more of the communication staff doing the press releases, handling yep. the players. Like, I think for me to – because just watching how um, players interact with the staff and you build your relationship with that, I think that's so awesome. It would be like, oh, yeah, you know, I handled um, Markel Fultz for a little bit. I handled LeBron James for a little bit. Like, that would be awesome, set. Yeah. So, and it sounds like NBA is number one for you. I would say NBA is number one, but like literally if NBA is right here, any other sports right here. Yeah. I mean, from my time with the AHL, like just working with hockey, I thought I was fascinated by where all the players came from and speaking with those players, under, trying to understand <laughs> yeah. their like English, their broken English. Like yeah. I still enjoy all of it. Yeah. No, that's great, Ben, man. I think you've got a great background. I think the fact that you really took the initiative to get all those internships and those opportunities for experience. I mean, it shows a lot about yourself as well. So I'm sure somebody's going to see that. Hopefully I can help, you know, get you some more exposure, anything I can do. Uh, you just reach out, but I, I want to thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. We're back for another Free Agent Friday today. I've got Trey Whitaker with me. Thank you, Trey, for joining me. Thank you for the opportunity. So, Trey, walk us through your college experience, uh, what what degrees you got, and then uh, on into your internships. So I went to Northern Illinois University from 2013 to 2017, which I studied marketing at first, and I, I'm – I was trying to just do like a general overall like study of marketing, but then like I've had this class with uh, Dr. Marka Maya Groza about sports marketing, and that kind of like made me want to do sports because like IRA was like an athlete and everything, and just learning all like these little things that you wouldn't know that has to be put in effect with just working in sports and stuff. It just made me intrigued to like want to work into it. So that's what led me to go to graduate school so I could learn more about the sport industry, which that's where I decided I wanted to work in sports sales. Nice. So when you were in school, did you do any internships at that time? So I did internships. Like I know in undergrad, I did a few, but it was more, it was sports marketing, but at the same time it wasn't. I know one of them was a, just a nonprofit called Triple Threat which was up in like Aurora, Illinois, where I was helping like kids do like after school sports. But at the same time, I was helping them like kind of build a social media page and everything like that. Cause I know they were still kind of like up and coming and they're still brand new. So you said you um, were in the sports. Did you play sports like in high school or as a kid? Yeah. So I played basketball and I ran track and field. Okay. Nice. So are you, I see you're from like Illinois. So is the Bears your, your NBA team or? 
Uh, yeah, the Bulls. But I know I was more like a fan of just a lot of people I used to play against. And I okay. just support them. So, like, you know, Chicago's a really big, like, big basketball market. So, like, there's at least, like, a dude, a guy on every team is from Chicago. So, I, like, support him. And a lot of guys I've right. played against. So, like, Anthony Davis was another great example. Um, there's a guy named Kendrick Nunn who's, like, the starting point guard for Miami. He used to play him a little bit. Okay. And it's, it's, a, good, it's a good amount. It's actually really insane seeing, like, all these guys now were grown men. But, like, seeing them when we're, like, kind of like kids. kids. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seeing them grow that's like that's kind of cool. michael jordan's kids like it was just a lot of like people it's like oh look at them now yeah did you play um in college at all um i decided to try to walk on but i didn't finish because i recognized i had more focuses and stuff in order yeah but then like i just because i had more of academic scholarship so what was it that really drove you to want to be in the sports was it just you know you're a big sports fan and you don't really enjoy sports um, or anything uh, in particular? It was honestly the sports marketing class I had with um, Dr. Groza's. And it was just the fact that like, I didn't know, I thought I knew everything about sports just walking in. But then when I took that (laughs) sports marketing class as an elective, I realized that there's a lot more to even just working in sports or even just the industry that meets the eye, like all the little things like operations or even, social media marketing and it kind of like leading me to something like okay i want to learn a lot more about this i mean yeah you could just be a fan but it takes more than that like yeah make sure you're really passionate about the the grind and everything because like a lot of times you're gonna really start from the bottom oh yeah when you were in school i saw you did some stuff um you know volunteer or um game day stuff what kind of stuff did you do with the hockey and football team at school so, well, so uh, grad school, like my professor, his name was Dr. Howell, which I, one of the best, best like, doctors I've ever worked with and everything at school. But he had us like volunteer, like, no matter like what field you were trying to do in the sports, anything with sports management program, they have you work. So I decided to volunteer doing like, like the raffle tickets for the football okay. season, like every home game and everything for the whole like year and a half I was in grad school, which it was fun because I got to meet a lot of distinguished alumni. I even got to tour more like the stadium where I wasn't probably allowed to go as a regular student. <laughs> right. But it just let me know like, oh, like there's a lot more to me even with football. So seeing like, you know, the most distinguished alumni. So like, I remember Michael Turner is a famous alum from our school, but I got to see him and everything. Got a raffle ticket, which was amazing. Nice. That's a good good taste to get you kind of into the sports uh, business side too. Behind the, there's a lot of cool stuff behind the scenes, you know, that people don't see or even realize. Mm-hmm. So, when you got out of school, um, I saw you were with the Iowa Cubs um, minor league baseball team. What what kind of stuff did you do there? So with that, I was doing ticket operations. So at first, I know I honestly, I, if I could just like piggyback, I know like my first taste of like just really working in like the Pro sport industry was this uh, ticket sales course I had in grad school with um, her. The doctor's name was um, Katie Rayford, but she introduced us and did this project with us where we got to sell tickets with the Chicago Bulls, well, okay. in association with Chicago Bulls. So we got to sell these two ticket packages for the whole semester, and it was kind of like a contest. So it's like who could see who could sell the most. So it gave me a real intro into doing sales and like, oh, like, okay, this is 
what you got like going to need to do, like cold calling, you know, <laughs> learning. I had to create like sales sites because it's literally like she, they just gave us like the ticket links so like that. And it's like, go. <laughs> and <laughs> figure it, was, it out. Let's, let's see what you can figure do. Figure it out and figure yeah. out a strategy. And I loved it because I learned cool. like, I learned a lot about my strengths and weaknesses and everything. And that's what made me really want to work at ticket sales is doing the whole process and everything. So like, I ended up being one of the top three sellers in the course. But it was just fun, like learning the objections. I know, like the biggest objection at the time was the bulls was not really good. <laughs> right. So I had to turn it around and use like some strategies where I like used the other players whose tickets, like those tickets that right. coming. As LeBron well. doesn't suck. He's coming in the town. <laughs> and, and like, and it was, and that was then when he was on the Cavaliers. So like that was yeah. one of the games. And it was St. Patty's Day game. I'm like, LeBron's coming from St. Patty's Day, or Blake Griffin was still on the Clippers. So I'm like, oh, you can, you know, Lob City. You know, everybody wants to see dunks. Yeah. I know the biggest thing we used was like all the themes for like a lot of sports industries. Well, mm-hmm. not industries, but a lot of games. And it was like Game of Thrones night. Yep. Which a lot of people came there for just it's Game crazy of how big that is, huh? <laughs> this was when it was just at the height. And it was like, right. oh my goodness. It was amazing. Like everybody literally just came straight for Game of Thrones gear. And it was wow. just a lot of things that made me want to learn more just about the whole ticket sales industry, which made me want to apply for the Iowa Cubs. So when I got that, I didn't do as much sales as I wanted, but I still got to learn the whole operations and industry with them, especially like being in Des Moines, Iowa, like where they're like the it team. So like I got yeah. to really see like how they ran It's a cool little home. city too. It is a really cool little city. I, lo- I loved living out there. I mean, First I saw Iowa, I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> to me, Iowa sounds like country, and uh, I visited there for about a week one time. Uh, it's a really nice, nice area. Yeah, it was really nice, and I never. I feel like it was one of, like the. I think when I was there, it was like top one of the top ten emerging cities at the time in like 2019. But it was, but it was great, and I know. I think the biggest thing that I would never known is seeing like how they just not used the. Principal Park was the name of the stadium, but like they wouldn't not just use it for the Iowa Cubs, but they used it for like the state of Iowa's high school baseball tournaments. Oh yeah. So it was interesting to do like operations for that for like two weeks and just seeing like everybody from all parts of Iowa driving to the morning for these games and seeing like full houses because it was almost as packed as it was for like a regular like Iowa wow. playoff game. What um, ticketing system did you use while you were there? So it was. It was called tickets.com, but I know another name. I know I think the bigger name for it was ProVenue. Okay, yeah, that's what but, we use here in Virginia. Yep, and it, and it was great. So I know Clayton Clayton Granquist was my supervisor and like my manager, and he really taught us how to use the systems. But it was really amazing. Like I know while I was doing that, we got to do like more biz some business to business like ticket sales. So there's this a company called principal principal where we're inside and we're selling the tickets inside while they're like in their like a regular work day but just noticing like all oh, the partnerships they have with some of our teams and sponsorships they'll reach out so they'll have us go to these other places like even schools so i know we went to i, I never would imagine this but we went to like a cub scout like event and we're selling tickets right there i'm like oh cub yeah scouts. but but it was cub awesome scouts are because, big, yeah oh cub scouts is big in iowa and i learned that but then we also <laughs> i guess and like in honor of them, we we the Cubs had a game where like they had like a Cub Scout specific themed jersey. So I'm like, this is creative because that introduced me to learn like how 
minor league baseball, you can have a little bit more creativity than like the major leagues when you want to like yeah. have ideas of like doing things for home games. So I know one weekend we watch them feel like selling the, like selling the arena for field of dreams. There's a lot of other themes. And oh, it's yeah. really interesting just how we like try to stay engaged with just like the people of Des Moines and everything. Yeah. You got to keep it where it's, it's entertainment and you're tying in all those groups. I mean, that's, that's the way to make it uh, work. Um, so you, you mentioned too, like just by doing the bulls um, campaign and some of the other stuff, you realized what some of your strengths and weaknesses are. So what are your biggest strengths? My biggest strength is like me, my say great communication, but I'm easily personable with like everybody. So like I could really like start conversation, even like continue it. So I like, kind of building rapport was probably one of my biggest strengths with just anybody and everything in regards. Cause I've, I got, I believe that everybody is relatable in some sort of fashion where it's like, okay, we might have the same color or like same favorite yeah. team like like there's some like oh, our favorite movies the sandlot or something like we so, everybody yeah. has something you can find that one thing yeah at least that one thing it'll just break the ice yep no i think that's huge i mean if you could build rapport and build rapport quickly um it it's a great asset in the sales world how about on the flip side what do you need to work on the most so what i wouldn't i believe what i need to work on the most is What's the I'm trying to say, what is the word to say? It would be not handling constructive criticism well, but it was more getting getting excited. I didn't get a lot of criticism and I was kind of looking for that. But I know in order for me to kind of do that so I could kind of build more, like, you know, kind of like thick skin and everything with sales, I would do other like volunteer activities outside of like outside of my jobs and working. How so about, like I would go like learn public speaking and like just work yep. on like all the little skills that I maybe not get to do every day. Yeah, no, I think that's good. Um, how about um, what did you do after um, the Iowa Cubs? So I applied for tickets for less because I know at the time I wanted to stay kind of like in the Midwest. I mean, I know I was trying to stay between Des Moines or move elsewhere but then i remember i went and visited a friend in kansas city and well i was just applying for jobs one day while i was just at his house and i see tickets for less was looking for people so i applied there and got the job so i came down to kansas city and it was great because i felt like tickets for less had like this i just had this feeling that like tickets for less is gonna be like it's big and i could see myself really thriving in there it just even helping them with just their ticket sales and everything for all the like events and stuff they're selling for, which it was amazing. So what kind of stuff did you do with them? Was it um, inbound calls or were you having to do a lot of cold calls or were you just calling off lists? It was, um, it was a mix of inbound and outbound a little bit. It really depended on like the person. So I know at first I was doing just like more inbound calls and everything because people was always asking about events and just certain, or if we can maybe like look into maybe events that's going to be coming up in the future. So I know about 75% of like the inbound calls were for Kansas City Chiefs games because like Kansas City Chiefs was just a hot ticket in the city like all last season. But then like the other like 20% was University of Kansas Jayhawks basketball. So that's where like we did most of the sales at. But then I know like that five, like that 5%, it was more like, miscellaneous so it's like you don't know who, who or what 
they're going to call. So, you know, just stay on your toes. And then when they do, like, you know, be very quick, responsive, like, okay, this event, and then look it up. And it was great because, like, I, you, it was like a challenge. I'm like, okay, who, who and what? So, like, minor right. league or hockey, like, every sport, I'm like, who and what? So, did you guys sell for teams across the country or was it just stuff there in the Kansas City area? So, teams across the country. So, we sold, like, I remember I sold the Boston Celtics ticket for once. And I thought that was amazing because I actually <laughs> talked, like, I was talking, talking to a man, Bill Rapport, all the way from Boston. <laughs> And it was, cool. and, but then the fact like, to meet him related because like he, because he said he could he could tell like the Illinois accent, so he was asking me about the Bulls and everything, just like having right. just straight like bar, like barbershop basketball talking. It was fun. Yeah, because I know you never know like why who's come, who's calling from where, so that kind of mm-hmm. let me like learn like people's from different like states and regions, like kind of like their like accent the accents was amazing and it's like oh yeah. i'm learning i'm learning a little bit from each from just like each area so i know one time a person called from canada about the raptors t- t- tickets and it's like we unfortunately didn't sell like raptors tickets no nah, that's pretty cool and that and i mean that opens up so many opportunities too like you said you know throughout the whole country Mm-hmm. So what would you say is a fun fact about you personally? Like what do you, uh, most people maybe not know? So most people don't know I'm a basketball official on the side. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I've what, been officiating uh, basketball for seven years now. Like I started when I okay. was in undergrad and moved up, moved up. So I've been doing like high school games. So I felt like that's also, it was like really big networking tool where it's like, Oh, you're the guy that ref my son. Right projected a coach i'll tell you what it is the one job that I, man i was like i couldn't do it man those the, especially the parents mm-hmm. it's like yeah you gotta have some uh real thick skin and not a short fuse because yeah. <laughs> these and parents are brutal they are very brutal but that was a blessing in the skies because i know it helped me like kind of like form a thick skin or it comes to like working in just the workforce and the careers and everything. So like I learned how to, you know, be loud, like communicate and everything. Cause like they got here to call. So like, yeah. you know, boop, like foul here, like push here, like yeah. 23, like two shots, like being loud, like every like little skills that I don't think people recognize that you officials really have to do. That you gotta be assertive. Coach. You gotta take charge, you know? Yeah, exactly. Gotta be confident. So but like no, if I, I could convert some skills into the work, into like my, my job and just like my work and everything, which, which was great, especially like here in the Kansas City area, this is probably the most probably fastest growing I've seen just basketball leagues and everything. So it was amazing how one, I'll never forget this. Like there was one day I was repping this basketball tournament out here and I just was still new. And a week later, this coach comes in to tickets for less like for some K- Kansas state tickets. I guess he's a Kansas state alum. And the kid recognized me right away because like as the official and everything, and then they just gave me comments. Like, Oh my God, you're like the best official I've ever, best young official I've ever seen in the area. Like, you know, giving me all this credit. Nice. And it was a surprise. I'm just like, okay, you also will never know who's watching. Yeah, no, definitely. So what are your, what's, um, kind of your next step like what kind of position are you looking for now so i'm looking for a position to be an account executive because i that was always my goal to be an account executive and then work up to be like a ticket sales manager but that's why every position i've took it was just like my way to build my skills up so i can like do more in 
sports ticket sales. And then are you open to relocating? Are you looking for something just in the KC area? Uh, I'm open to relocating. Like I, I understand like, or I understand, I learned early that like in order to see, you're going to have to travel quite a bit. Yeah, definitely. Definitely helps, you know, with, uh, especially now with a lot of people out of work, there's a lot of people that are, that are looking. So sometimes, you know, the person that's more flexible, um, can come out and then Stay what ready, is, so you have to get ready. Yeah, exactly. So what is your, what's the dream job? The dream job would be to own a on a professional team. Okay, that would be the dream. Okay, I like it. It's it's one of mine too. So yeah, like I a major had, league team. I also had a dream to like work in the well, officiate in the NBA and everything as well. Which I'm slowly building my way up with that as well right now. I know before before like the pandemic happened, like I was invited to like, like a couple camps that would have been like help me on my way. So now I just have to wait and still be patient. Just keep like building up. Nice. Well, that's good. I mean, you know, you got uh, two potential career paths there and uh, I think they both can help each other out. So mm-hmm. it's going to be fun to kind of watch uh, your journey. So I'm glad that you were able to join me and hopefully we can help get you some more exposure and get you back in there in the front office and see you on the court. Oh, that would be great. I'm just waiting just for that day to be like, see someone on TV, be like, hey, I saw you. I'm like, yep, that's me. <laughs> well, thanks again for coming on, and uh, we'll, we'll talk soon. All right. Thank you so much. All right. We're back for another Free Agent Friday, and today I've got Ari Moskowitz with me. How are you, Ari? Great, Andrew. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. Really appreciate it, and uh, happy to be here. Yeah, well, thanks for joining me. Uh, let's get started with, um, tell us about your um, college experience, your degree, and any internships or programs that you worked on during school. Yeah, great question. Uh, I graduated from Syracuse University uh, back in 2018. Uh, I graduated with a BD in uh, sport management and strategic management. So really trying to understand the the industry of sports um, and I'll parallel that with, you know, the, the overall business industry. Um, I, I loved the industry uh, back in the day when someone said to me, you know, you can't be a fan of sports anymore. Um, and that was, that was huge. And I decided, you know, this is what I want to do. Uh, and, and the industry of sports is where I became a fan of. So um, during my time at Syracuse did a number of, uh, internships with folks like Rubicon Talent, um, you know, uh, CSM Sport and Entertainment, and, and so on, um, and worked as, you know, a, a salesman on campus for an apparel company, as well as game day operations for IMG at Syracuse. So I had a number of uh, exciting opportunities that really kind of shaped uh, my, my background and in my early career. So like, what was it that really drove you to sports? Yeah, so I really couldn't get into a, uh, a sports stadium, if you will, without wondering why, you know, Bud Light is the official beer. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Uh, you know, while, while my friends would walk in and say, you know, who's the starting lineup? My first question was, 
okay, so that left field signage opportunity, uh, how much did that go for? And uh, why is that brand want to associate with the Nationals, for example? And you're, you're sick. It's like, it's exactly <laughs> what I do. And it's, it's ruined the experience. Yes. Ruined oh, I, all baseball games, basketball games, <laughs> all sporting events for me. When I go into a place, I'm always like, I, I am, I'm figuring out, trying to figure out their gross revenue for that game yeah. and, you know, all those things. It's pretty cool. So it's, it's cool to see somebody else, you know, especially someone uh, younger uh, thinking that way. So that's cool. Um, so yes, did you, do you have like a specific area in the sports business like that you um, would like to be in? And then um, what's your dream job? Yeah, great question. So uh, coming from the Drone Racing League, where I spent almost the past two years uh, here in New York City, um, one thing that I really enjoyed about it was the startup atmosphere, uh, really being able to be that five-tool athlete, if you will, wearing several different hats, you know, staying late, doing everything that you wouldn't normally do at a nine-to-five job, um, and want to continue to do that, weirdly enough. Uh, the, 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 the startup industry, whether it's in the sports tech space or drone tech, whatever it might be, um, was, was something that I really got behind, was able to help evangelize, grow, um, and continue to build on, um, dream job though, uh, would definitely be to work for a, con a consumer product, uh, a D to C consumer product and help them build out their sports marketing uh, you know, strategy and, and why they should partner with a certain team, why they should, you know, partner with an influencer or, or, a, or a basketball player, if you will. Oh, that's very interesting. So tell me more about your experience with the drone racing league. Yeah, great question. I uh, really worked uh, under so many different opportunities there and, and wore so many different hats from events to marketing to operations to finance, doing a lot of different things you wouldn't normally get to do at the age of 23, 24. So I was super excited and happy to, to be able to do that. Uh, the Drone Racing League was something I had not heard about when I, I first, you know, had my first uh, interview, if you will. Um, and, and now I'm able to, to talk about it night and day. Uh, my friends are very annoyed with me about how much you talk about DRL. Um, <laughs> but it's no, but it's definitely great. And, and something that I learned within that is, is, you know, it's super important to be able to help uh, grow and, and talk about something the right way, evangelize it the right way. And uh, if you can't sell DRL, you can't sell any. Thing. So uh, that was super great because I didn't have to start out at the NFL where it's super easy, not super easy to, to sell, but, you know, easy to help people understand. Everybody knows the New York right. Giants. You know, right. New drone York racing yeah. is drone racing is something when you have a 30 minute intro call, 29 minutes of that call is what in the world is drone racing uh, versus, you know, the NFL that only one minute is what is the NFL. So it taught me a lot about, you know, being persistent um, and being able to, to help evangelize something well enough that you know it helps just the person on the street understand it anything any project specifically with the drone uh racing league or um anything that you're working on there that you're most proud of yeah so uh really really proud of our largest event ever that we had had back in september uh, at Chase Field down in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, was on the ground for about a month there, helping to sell tickets, talk to vendors, bring 
bring in uh, new sponsors, uh, you know, talk to local community members, all of the above. Uh, so I was really like the point man on the ground there, uh, working on the event side, operation side and marketing. Uh, we ended up selling out the event, which was really awesome. Um, it was such a hit and it was to this date DRL's largest event ever. So really excited wow, about that cool. one and, and was very happy to be uh, a, a large part of that amongst the other team members uh, that, that really played a big role in there. Is that the drone racing league? Is that um, on TV? Because I saw something on TV before yeah. that was kind of like drone racing. So, so for the first few seasons, DRL was on ESPN, uh, okay. and now DRL is on NBC, NBC Sports, and Twitter. So wow. what we found uh, was that our younger audience uh, wasn't so interested in watching DRL on NBC rather than uh, engaging with it online via Twitter. Uh, yeah. So it's very interesting uh, that in that facet. And it really gave me an opportunity to understand the digital space versus the linear space and, uh, and how that all works. So what would say is your biggest asset that you'll bring to, um, another company? Yeah. So definitely my hunger. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm, I'm hungry to get started. I'm hungry to, to, to believe in something, to help evangelize something. And I, I know I keep using the word evangelize, but it's some, it's a word that I totally believe in because if I can get behind something and, and evangelize something, uh, I can sell it. I can, I can yeah. live, eat, breathe it. Um, you know, one of my, uh, bosses at, at DRL before said that, uh, I, I push myself to figure things out with an enthusiastic persistence. Um, and, you know, I embrace new challenges with a real hunger to make things happen. So whether that's un being hungry to understand a new product or hungry to understand the, the market that's out there right now, um, you know, the, the word hunger really speaks to me in, in terms of kind of why somebody should be looking at me versus somebody else. Uh, it really comes down to, to just being hungrier than the next person. I like it. I like it. You got to be, I mean, and yeah. especially in the current climate where, um, there's a lot of people out there, you know, and yeah. the hunters are going to be the ones. Um, yeah. so, um, you got to be active and that's what I appreciate about you reaching out to me when you saw, um, right. what we're doing here. I mean, got to, got to taking the initiative. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Taking the initiative, attentive, persistence, perseverance, all of those, uh, speak to me. And, and those are ways that I continue to that, you know, those are attributes I'll have for the rest of my life that I just going to continue to use. And, and I, like you said, it's, it's all about that, especially in a time like this, when the candidate pool is so large with such great uh, talent that's out there right now. Um, it's important to kind of do what you can to be better than the next person. What area do you think you need to work on the most? Yeah, so I've, I've basically found through it, it, working at DRL, I created a lot of, you know, uh, decks, if you will. And, and I'm sure you you know that that world really yeah. well. And uh, my attention to detail, while it's a, a really great thing that I have, it, it, it really sets me back a lot because I can spend a week on a deck that should take me maybe three hours, but I just am so interested in the detail and orientation of it, um, it that perfect. I tend to, right. That I tend to overdo it. So that yeah. sets me back a, a little bit there. And, uh, you know, it's something that I've totally been working on, um, and, and want to continue to grow and learn from, from those, uh, kind of things that set me back. I mean, time management is, you know, it's, right. it's important. So definitely, uh, you know, it takes a little while to get, you know, get adjusted to that. Yeah. Cause again, you do, you want to put that, you want, your name is on it. You want it to be yeah. like perfect. But the problem is 
it's hard to be perfect. So, yeah. you know, you'll, you'll drive yourself and, crazy at some point. And I'm sure you've seen really bad decks. Like there are oh, God, terrible yeah. decks yeah. out there. So, you know, I need to find that median where yeah. it's like not, it, it's like, it's good it's and it, good and quality. it, and it yeah. makes sense. Uh, but I tend to go the, the latter end of the spectrum where I just need to make every, every color, every line, everything perfect. Right. So when you were doing decks, was that um, like for the partnership side of things or, and were you using any specific uh, software or platform for that? Yeah. So working with our incredible creative team that was over at DRL, I created keynotes night and day. Uh, we used keynote, which I was a little bit weary of when I first got there. Uh, but realize Keynote is just far beyond PowerPoint in a lot of different facets. Never used uh, it. And it's, it's, it's incredible the, what you so can do like with it. So it's like a PowerPoint. Yeah, like PowerPoint. Okay. Uh, it's just a little more graphical and allows you okay. to be a little more creative. Um, my, my search history on Google will be, you know, man holding beer in, in sports bar, you know, all these things that you have to put into a deck. Right. Uh, I knew exactly where to find them and, and, and still know where to find them. And uh, I, I'm really proud of the, the creative work that, you know, I've, I've been able to work on. And, and most importantly, what came out of that was my ability to strategize and think outside of the box. When I'm looking at a deck and, and building it, I'm really able to kind of get in the weeds of it and, and understand, you know, why this picture represents what I'm actually trying to get across and the actual messaging. Um, that was super important to me. Any other um, areas of technology that you used in any of your positions that you feel, you know, you have good experience in? Yeah. So uh, just technology as a whole, you know, you could work at in, in, in the BD world, uh, you know, selling whatever it is. But when you have that technology background, like I do in, in the drone space and understanding what uh, that really is because nobody really understands that space. Uh, you know, that's, I think that sets me apart from a lot of other folks in, in that area. Um, you know, when I'm able to, to evangelize technology and, and show that I understand it well and help people understand it better. Uh, I think that that's a huge, uh, that's something that, you know, I have that a lot of people don't have. So just technology as a whole is something that, you know, I used in my everyday uh, career that I want to continue to use. Uh, you know, I flew drones. Uh, not many people did that. Not many people understand what you raced. Have you raced them? I, I have raced them. I'm not okay. very good. Uh, <laughs> I stick to the simulator, which is on a 97% accurate simulator. Oh, online. Nice. So it's, it's much easier for me. So I don't break the drone. <laughs> yeah. uh, but not many people understand what what yaw and pitch and speeds and all these these buzzwords and the technology and drone space. Uh, so I think that that totally sets me apart and something I use that many people did not. How would you define success? Oof, uh, good question. I think there's a lot of ways to define success. I don't think success is, you know, how much revenue your company generated. I think success is really, if you're, if you're talking about a property or a brand, I think it's all about awareness. How much can one talk to another person about that brand, for example? Is that brand going to be continued to, and I'll say it again, evangelize throughout another community? Are people talking about it, socializing about it? Um, success, I think, happens when, you know, there is a large group for, for a brand, for example, um, that's, that's able to talk about it uh, and continue to, to kind of see its growth. Um, although growth and, and, and success is really ROI at the end of the day, I think it's a lot more than that. Um, and in my book, I think awareness at the end of the day 
trumps a lot of that. All right, last thing. Give us a fun fact about you. A fun fact. Uh, so during quarantine, I've been I've been biking a lot, uh, and and I never used to bike that much. And in the past two weeks, I biked about 185 miles here in New York City. Wow. Uh, yeah. So my legs are about mush right now, but uh, it's been great. Just kind of understanding the, the layout of the city a lot better like i've never had before and understanding areas like you know today i went to prospect park never never really been out there and was happy to kind of explore a little bit uh biking is is incredibly fun uh if you have the right bike and, and you have the right mindset um and it's taken me off looking at linkedin all day you know you can only look at jobs going on crazy so yeah exactly looking at the same jobs over and over um, <laughs> exactly I, you know what? I lied. That wasn't the last one. Um, okay. In your next position, are you looking to stay? You're in New York City. You're looking for something in the city there, or are you open to opportunities outside of New York City? Yeah. So ideally, would like to stay in New York, but open to opportunities elsewhere. I uh, have looked at opportunities in San Francisco, LA, Miami, uh, Seattle, and, and so on. Um, Want to make sure I'm in a space where you know, if the next job doesn't work out, then it's easy to kind of pivot to another opportunity. Yeah. Um, there's, there's only a certain amount of cities that, that offer that. Uh, and, and I think it, you know, I need to be strategic about it. Um, yeah. you know, a, a Northern Idaho position maybe isn't the best for me, <laughs> right. um, amongst other reasons, but you know, yeah. I want to make sure I'm in the right city, uh, to continue to, to grow professionally and, and, you know, just grow myself, uh, as a person. Yeah. Well, no, I think that's great. I mean, I love, you know, I can hear the passion and the drive in you. So I'm, I'm 100% sure you're going to be a great asset for somebody in the, in the near future. So hopefully we can help get you some more exposure, but um, please keep in touch. But thanks again for joining Definitely. me today. Thank you, Andrew. I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I, I really do appreciate what you're doing for the industry right now. I know there's a lot of people like me out there, you know, that are fine to get on, you know, here and, and I appreciate everything that you've done. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Free Agent Fridays on The Andrew Haynes Show. If you or anyone you know would be interested in coming on the show or want to get in contact with one of the guests, please reach out to Andrew on LinkedIn.